Hello, I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. So school has started here in Italy, as of course it has around the world, whether it is distance learning or in-person learning. But I thought you might be interested to know what is going on in Italian schools. Now Aurelio is in his third year of Scuola Materna, which basically means he's in kindergarten. So I obviously know specifically what's going on in that age group. And I don't have as much detailed information about older kids, but a lot of stuff is the same. Now, one thing that's quite different from American schools to Italian schools is that Italian school starts much, much later in the year. It doesn't start until mid-September. I think university starts in the beginning of October. So I don't know how much of a difference that might have made those extra four to six weeks. I know, it's crazy. Some American schools start at the beginning of August. People over here in Italy were horrified when I told them that. Now, Italy has been sort of experiencing a second wave of contagion. But the good news is it's a very, very small wave, especially when you compare it with nearby countries, uh, specifically Spain, France, and the United Kingdom. Those three countries, I'm not sure what Germany is going through right now, but those three countries specifically are having very, very big waves, second waves. Even in, in France, the second wave is much, much higher than even the first wave was. They're having upwards of 10 to 15,000 new cases a day. Um, Italy, um, we started to go on that same trend. I was watching the numbers. I look at the numbers every day. And after several months of between 150 and 250 cases per day, new cases, we started inching up, inching up, and we got up to about 1,500. But we've kind of hung out at around 1,500 new cases a day for a while now. And if you look at the trajectory, it really looks like it is not going to become a full second wave, which is very good news here. And while I don't necessarily think that the protocol in the schools is anything to do with that, because schools have only been open for a week and a half now, So it really hasn't been time to see if the way that Italy is handling school openings has really made a difference. I do think it does give some weight to the fact that Italy has been very careful since reopening. They've been um, surprisingly one of the countries that has been strictest with the post-lockdown rules and has taken those rules the most seriously from from what I have been able to learn. And uh, it seems like that has really paid off. And and I find that quite surprising, knowing Italians. But I'm pretty happy that that is the way things have gone. So all of this is to say that Italy is being very strict when it comes to school as well. And so this is basically what's going on. I'm talking about public kindergarten right now. And I think the same is true for most public schools, whether they are um, elementary schools or what have you. There was no required COVID test to go back to school. There were some required tests for private schools, but for the public schools, they did not insist on this. However, we have a lot of protocol going on in the school and it is very, very specific. And we had to have a meeting, a socially distanced meeting to figure out what we had to do. And it's, 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 you know, it's a big change from other years. Now, the school where Aurelio goes is a little bit particular because instead of dividing the kids by age and having all of the four-year-olds together and the five-year-olds together, instead they have three different sections, three different classes, um, but they're all mixed ages. So each class has kids who are three, who are four, and who are five. 
Not only that, but in a normal year, the kids can play together. There's a large outdoor space that is shared among the classes, and kids are even allowed to sort of get up and walk around and go into another class and hang out in that other class for a little while. And there's a lot of mixing and playing in the... For real. It used to be like that. And what about now? No. No. You don't get to do that anymore? You want to talk? Let's talk about this since you're here, honey. What do you think about how school is going Mm, good. Yeah. Now, what do you think about the teachers wearing masks all the time? Disgusting. Why is it disgusting? Because it has virus on it. Honey, the mask does not necessarily have the virus on it. The mask is just a protective measure, okay? Uh, yeah, right. Now, what do you think about the fact that you can only go out and play in the, pl- in the playground? Where the stairs are. One group at a time. Annoying. It's really annoying. Why is it annoying? Because I can't go outside. I can't go on the sewage anymore. Oh, you can't go on the slides anymore. No. That is too bad. You want to tell them how you have to change your shoes when you get to school? Oh, yeah. I got to change my shoes. So when you get to school, so this is what happens. We walk into the sort of inner area of the school, still outside the entrance area, and we go to a big table where we have to take our temperatures, don't we? Every morning, every child has his or her temperature taken as well as the parent. And it's with one of those little wrist thingies. And honestly, I got to be completely honest, I don't think it's very accurate because it was giving you like a really low temperature yesterday, like 34.5. There's no way you had such a low temperature. So I don't know how helpful that is, but we well, have... Well, I know, I know he's joking. He was just joking when he, when he said that was your temperature? I see. So we write down Aurelio's name, his temperature, my name, my temperature. I sign it. And then I take him around the corner to the back of the building. We don't go through the front door anymore because there's too many kids. If they all were going through the front door, it would create a lot of confusion. Aurelio's particular class, we go to the back door. There's a container. There's a whole bunch of containers outside. Every kid has his own container. Inside are a pair of shoes. And then we stop and we get my soul and mm-hmm. my zaps. Yeah, so we have two bags in the container. One yeah. bag has his For, school shoes. Yeah. And then one bag is empty and, and we put his home shoes in that bag. Yeah. We take him inside. There's a little area where, you, where we switch shoes. And yeah. those shoes, his school shoes, can only be worn at school. Uh-huh. And that is in an effort to sort of keep the germs yeah. of the city out, out of the school. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, out. And then what happens after you take your shoes off and you say goodbye to me? You go into your classroom? Yeah. And what do you do in there? Nobody play. You play? <laughs> yeah, he has the cutest expression right now. I wish I could show you. So are you happy to be back in school? Because you were out of school for more than six months. Are you happy that you're back? Yeah, yeah, sir, sir. Ooh! What do you like about it? Because I get to play with more toys. There used to be lots of toys in the hallway, like a castle and costumes, things that all of the kids from the three different classes would share. But those are no longer out there anymore. Another difference is you have a very specific time that you can come in. Now, if this were high school or elementary school, I think it would be a lot worse. And I've heard from other parents who have older kids that in that situation, all of the kids from a particular class go in at one time. So if you have two children, let's say you have a first grader and a fifth grader, 
the first graders go in at eight o'clock and the fifth graders go in at nine o'clock, as a parent, you've got a bit of a problem on your hands. Unfortunately, that is the rule now. So you basically have to go in and drop your kids off when the school says you have to. We were super lucky that in our case, they let us choose. So we only can go in at that particular time, but at least we got to pick the time. Yeah. So that made it a lot more convenient, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, another issue is that... Who are we talking to? Yeah. We're talking to the people who listen to the Bittersweet Life podcast. Oh. You want to say hi to them? Hi, guys. Hi, yeah. bros. <laughs> bros. <laughs> Sorry. So another issue is the issue of getting sick. Now, kids as young as five and younger, of course, get sick a lot. They get colds. They get flus. They get bronchitis. They get little non-serious illnesses that, however, you know, can sometimes have symptoms that are a lot like COVID. So there are lots of new rules. And uh, the main rule is that if your child is sick, and that can just be the child has a cough, child has a very, very low fever, child has tummy issues, has a sore throat, any of those things, they can't go to school. And if you have a young child or remember having one, you know that... Um, I mean, little kids in the fall, they always have a cough. It's kind of like there is never a time when a little kid does not have a cough in the fall or the winter. And actually, that's why Aurelio is here with me taping right now instead of being at school because he woke up with a cough. He had a cough on Sunday, so we did not send him to school on Monday after just one week of school. He seemed better on Tuesday, so we sent him on Tuesday. I want to go to school today. I know, honey. I want you to go too. But he had a cough, so we couldn't send him. So that is really, really frustrating. And I really don't know how that is going to play out for the rest of the year. Because, I mean, like I said, kids are always sick. They get sick constantly. And if you didn't send them to school every time they had a sniffle or a little dry cough, they would never go to school. So, I mean, I am, quote unquote, lucky because I am still off of work and I am at home and I am able to stay home with him. But that is not the case for all parents. So I'm not sure what parents are going to do, how they are going to uh, follow this rule, because obviously you can't keep your kid home for a month at a time when you're working just because they have the sniffles. So we will see how this goes. Now, if your kid is sick for more than three days, you have to have a doctor's note that they're okay, basically saying, okay, the kid is okay to go back to school, which of course you can't get unless you take your kid to the doctor and they actually check your kid out. So that can be a little bit annoying, especially if, you know, you know your child, you know your child just had a cough, a very, very light cough, and you know they're not really sick, but you're going to have to take them to the doctor's office. And in Italy, that, that means you're going to have to be waiting around in a doctor's office full of sick kids, which is not ideal. But here's the kicker. If your kid is sick for more than four days, then you have to have an obligatory COVID test. Not just the child, but the parents as well. And not only that, but you can't go anywhere. You basically have to quarantine until the results come back negative. It really depends how long it's going to take the test to come back. Now, there are super, super fast tests that are available at the airport and places like that that apparently only take 30 minutes. But from what I've heard, the tests that you get as a parent of a child who is sick for four days take a little bit longer. They're a different brand of test, a different type of test, and they take three or four days. So that would not be fun. So let's hope that you are not going to be sick for more than four days together. 
that is not ideal, especially since every child, I'm pretty sure, is going to be sick at least for four days, at least one time during the year. If the child or one of the parents has a positive test, positive COVID test, then according to the law of our region, just the class that the child is in has to close. But our school is actually a city-run school, and they have decided to override that decision for our uh, municipal area, and they are going to close the entire school if there is one positive test. So we'll see how things go. You know, it really is going to just depend on the numbers and the contagion and how it looks, not just in Italy, but in our region. Our region is actually pretty high compared to the rest of the country. So um, we can only just cross our fingers and hope that these measures are helpful and hope that they're going to keep our kids safe and obviously anyone who comes into contact with our kids. So I'm not complaining too much because I am so grateful that school has started and that they're taking this seriously and that they're being very, very careful. The teachers also wear masks, as I mentioned, and I believe that all of the toys are sanitized every single day. So I appreciate that they're taking such strict precautions and I just am happy that the school is open because, man, I feel for all of you parents out there who are doing distance learning for the foreseeable future. And I hope that your schools are able to safely open as soon as possible. Everybody, you want to come say anything else? I love you, Katie. <laughs> I love you, Mama. We love you too, honey. I'm Tiffany Parks. I'm a radio. Join us again. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, Leave us a good review and tell all of your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife@mail.com, or find us using the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net. <laughs>